what's going on guys welcome back to no austin's radio i'm your host ren with me as always not austin it's just me and angelo today again um austin's gonna be out for a few weeks not for any bad reason he's just stupidly busy it comes when you're teaching and coaching sports um angelo uh, is this less fun without Austin? We need to we need to yeah, put probably. It on like the record so that Austin feels guilt. Austin like, should feel less guilty than you. Than because me. not only did you forget to record last week that I threw shade on the football podcast, it was basically confirmed to me today you don't watch the football podcast at all. Come on, bro. Uh, so here's the thing. I put it on. I put it on. We got to get those views up or those. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do put it on. Uh-huh. Um, you start like saying the names that sound like you're sneezing, and I just I zone out. I oh my god! <laughs> this like, guy. No, like East West Bowl. Key and Pele did that a long time ago. Like this, it's legit. It's legit. Um, but no, it, it's it's mostly just because I don't even really have time during my day-to-day to listen to the basketball podcast. And I do put on both, and I do play them in the background sometimes, just one to listen for oddities and sound quality and that sort of thing and kind of spitball ideas for what we could have done better. But I I, I do zone out a lot. and No notes? I... I Send you the notes when I think of them or see them. We I haven't seen a note in like weeks, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like we're getting to a point in terms of our sound quality and production value and all that that like it's not necessarily as like critical. Like at this point, it's nitpicking little tiny things here and there, and it's really just what's thoughts and ends that we need to tie up. But we're at the point where I'm not noticing like a major things like even in the football podcast i don't know how much you guys listen to me but like alex has seemed more energetic which was one of the big pieces of feedback that i i gave you guys um yeah and and it's definitely been more lively and i think that was one of the bits of feedback i got from some of our listeners um but it has improved so it's not that i don't listen it's that i don't fully listen Mm -hmm. um look you, you okay at least I don't think I'm innovating by doing something that there are podcasts that are built around. This guy. Am I wrong? This did you guy. not go full Thomas Edison? And Damn straight like, I did. Oh, that's a cool idea. That's my idea now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's, I'll that's take it idea. all. I'll take all the credit. All of it! But no, um, Austin is... Coming back, we haven't. Eventually. We haven't given him the atom yet. Um, Before just, January first, he, he's just really busy. Yeah, he, I mean, he's hosting the Christmas episode. We're not doing a Thanksgiving episode, are we? This is kind of our Thanksgiving episode. You are aware that that the day we record normally next week is Thanksgiving, right? I know that's going to be weird. We're probably going to have to move that because your boy is busy. Same. We'll probably just do it Friday. It's fine. Um, we're not going to do a question of the week this week because it's a little weird to do it with just two people. There's not as much like give and take and 
That's fair. It, it, it's fine. Unless you've got one. You said you had one. I was gonna I was gonna throw shade at you. It's gonna be why didn't you listen to the football podcast? <laughs> well, I gave a really detailed answer about two minutes ago, so that's your answer. I do listen. Um, and I push it. I I the like when I the, the amount I don't listen is made up for by the amount I get other people to listen to it. That's fair. I'll so, give you that. That's fair. Um I am probably the most pushy when it comes to this podcast for external listeners that's no that's that's more than fair um you or alex definitely it, you it, alex. it's between me and alex for sure if austin would ever get the social media off the ground uh, if you I haven't it... noticed i'm just i'm dunking on austin today because he's not mm-hmm. here and i haven't really talked to him in like three days outside of the group chat which is weird pretty much yeah. um, but no um, we'll get into some NBA news real quick, but these are some pretty big stories, so they're basically segments. So we'll start with the we'll start with the insurance fraud one because I think that's a fun one to start on because I'm sure you have some pretty hot opinions on it. Um, so for those of you at home that don't follow NBA news or at least external NBA news because this is something that happened outside of current NBA players. Um, Last year, 18 players were, or 18 former players were under investigation for basically defrauding the NBA Players Association's health fund. So when you're invested, invested into the players' union, once you retire, they take care of all your medical crap, right? So, wish it was me. These players were, or these former players, were basically submitting claims for things that did not happen, right? So I think one of them was like, Tony Allen was one of them, submitted eight root canals and... Like, just weird odds and ends things. The biggest names in it, like, obviously Tony Allen. Everyone remembers Tony Allen from the Grit and Grind Grizzlies. Um, the two big names are the two that have not pled guilty yet because everyone involved has pled guilty. Terrence Williams got 10 years. Uh, he was kind of the ringleader of the whole organization frauding thing. Um, Glenn Big Baby Davis and Will Bynum have not yet pled guilty and they were or they did not plead guilty they did not take the plea deal they were found guilty of healthcare fraud wire fraud conspiracy to make false statements and conspiracy to commit fraud um given that what what was it you were starting to say when we were talking about this right before we went on that th- that it's sad. Like you said, you said the lowest dollar amount of anyone on this list made in the NBA was thirty-two million. So it, I it, I will correct that because as I'm reading right now, it's nineteen million is the lowest I've seen. Still, that's nineteen million dollars. I un- that's that's my point. I understand that it's really, really, really hard when you're not used to money to suddenly have money Mm -hmm. and to self-sabotage. But at some point, 
someone in your life or you have to realize you have 20 million dollars like i i did i did the math i don't know what i would do outside of invest after a few hundred thousand yeah you I, have 20 million dollars i think you have you cannot you have the opportunity to create generational wealth for your gr- kids your grandkids and beyond and you you're just flumming that away you're just flumming that away so like guy come on yeah so that's kind of my point as well um so there was i don't want to say a study there there's an idea an economic idea that five hundred thousand dollars is, is peak living that's peak living for the average american like that yes. that would get you through the rest of your life if you were to get that at like 25 years old now that's not saying you're gonna drive a super nice car or whatever that's just what it would take to go the rest of your life my car is thirty thousand dollars no you don't have to get anything crazy and that's what i'm saying but these kids and that's what they are they're kids they're coming out of college they dominated in high school because if you're a role player in the nba you're in the top percentile of athletes in the world so these 100 i'm not saying i could do it i'm just saying i could have devised a better strategy than any of the play no no, no, no. you're you're missing what i'm saying these guys are the top athletes in the world no matter where they play how bad they are in the nba average two points a game these are still top percentile athletes and they've been that way their whole life and they spent their entire middle school high school early college career being the guy like they were the big man on whatever campus they were on they were probably sort of worshipped in their high school they have an ego and then at 19 years old you sign a contract for let's say three million which Actually, now that I'm thinking about that, seems low for an entry-level contract now. But it does. you suddenly have all this money, and you did not have all this money growing up. In some instances, these kids grew up in relative poverty, if not abject poverty. So they're young. They're fit. And this is their chance to go spend money and they do and that's the problem because eventually you know these guys aren't lebron james they're not going to retire and sell merch still this isn't Kyrie irving who while he's crazy is an all nba caliber player and has made enough money these are guys that were great players on their team some of them were role players on championship teams Uh, tony allen is probably up there with like Shane Battier for top three and D players of all time. Um, But they just, they never learned how to handle money or how to have money. And when you're, when you grow up low income, like super low income, like there's this idea that if you have money, you have to spend it because otherwise it's going to be gone. It's going to disappear. Where's it going? Who knows? But it's not going to be there. So you have to spend it. And I think this is like that on like an umpteenth scale. And then now they're in their post-playing careers. What did they do with all that money? I don't know. A bunch of friends and family probably got really expensive gifts. 
these guys used to probably drive super expensive cars or live in super big houses that they could never sustainably afford without the NBA contracts. So now they're committing fraud. I think one of the players, um, Darius Miles, made like $62 million. That's just sad, dude. So much that's money. That's just sad. That's just, that's just sad. Yeah, it, it's like... sad. Um, especially because I'm a big fan of that Celtics team with Glenn Davis on it. Mm-hmm. So, like... Kind You're of talking about the 2011 Celtics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's one of the teams that when I started getting back into basketball, like that was one of the teams that I really enjoyed watching, and we'll have more on that later in this episode. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's like you said; it's very sad. It's very depressing. It's also worrying because how many others are doing it? Because I, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh the Players Association can't front the bill because they absolutely can, but it kind of... How much of that's going on? That's a good question. Is it going to have repercussions later when someone actually needs it? Like, are there going to suddenly be more hoops they have to jump through? Probably. You you have to regulate it. (laughs) So? Yeah. So, shame on them. Uh, next story, Kelly Oubre. This is one of the oddest stories I've read about in terms of basketball in a long time. So Kelly Oubre has missed a couple games, and he's going to be out for at least another two weeks. Uh, the reason is he got hit by a car, and it was a hit and run, right? Okay. Hit and so, run. The weird thing is the police came out and said, we can't find a single bit of evidence about this. Like, there's nothing anywhere that we can find. So Kelly Oubre's story is he was walking and he got hit by a car. Okay? He was walking. So the police come out and say, we can't find evidence anywhere. There's nothing. Which, it's a hit and run, you know, maybe that's normal. There weren't any cameras nearby, sure, okay. Yeah. So this morning, TMZ leaked, and you can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes here, leaked a video from Kelly Oubre's ring camera. How do you leak your own camera? I don't know. So in the video, Kelly Oubre walks up to his door with a bicycle, Walks into his house and says to his wife, fiance, girlfriend, I don't know what his relationship status is. I don't care. And he tells her, I just got hit by a car. And he says it again. And then she says, he just got hit by a car. And she says it three more times. It is a completely unnatural (laughs) conversation. If someone, like, even if it's someone I don't care about, right? If someone walked into my house and said, I just got hit by a car, I'm not just going to say, oh, he got hit by a car again. Like, I'm going to move to help in some way. Like, are you okay? Are you good? Do we need to call a doctor? Like, what's going on? So it feels 
almost like he's out or he was out doing something that he shouldn't have been or he was intoxicated. He, maybe he was riding the bike and doing BMX tricks because it was a BMX bike. I don't know. But it seems like there's something more to this story that he's not telling us. And it seems like he's trying to cover up whatever that is. You got anything on that one? Because the, what what can I say? We don't have all the information yet. So that's fair. But do you agree with me that it seems suspicious? Yes. Okay. That's more what I was asking because, like, to me, it just seems off. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one that was like reading too much into this because. It it feels weird to me. And I want to know what he did. Hmm. Uh, next up, Miles Bridges. He'll be oh back boy. on Friday night. Well, that's good. The horns could good. use him. The horns could use him. And you know I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, he's... His suspension is over. He, according to the NBA, he did the time. He should have been suspended the rest of his career. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but he wasn't. So, good I mean, for him. I guess it's good for the Hornets. The Hornets. It's good for ratings, probably, because a lot of people are going to tune into that game. Yep. Um, I'm. Do you think he'll get booed? Hundred percent, like by like by Charlotte fans. Fans, yes. Okay, good. That I'll be I'll be a little disappointed if they don't because it wouldn't be the first time someone from North Carolina disappointed you. Oh, <laughs> that was a layered joke. I liked that. <laughs> That's Angelo's one for the year. Yeah, pretty much. Uh. And now to the meat and potatoes of the episode. Draymond Green. Draymond's the meat and potatoes? No, the meat and potatoes is what we're doing later, but... Okay, okay, okay. This, this is... This okay, is a, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Make sure. Uh, Timberwolves, Warriors, first two minutes of the game. The score is zero to zero. Jaden McDaniels and Clay Thompson are chirping at each other, like, from the opening tip. Like, I don't know what, like, I don't know if they have history. I've never paid attention to them enough because it's, it's old Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels. Like, who cares? Um, not disrespecting them. It's just, like, if those two get into a chirping match, I, I'm not paying attention to it. <laughs> um, so they're going at it back and forth. And... I can't remember if it was the Warriors missed a shot or the Timberwolves missed a shot, but either way, McDaniels and Thompson both go for the rebound. There's some contact. On the way back down the floor, they start getting physical with each other. McDaniels grabs and rips, plays jersey. It's getting hostile, and... Rudy Gobert steps over, and a lot of players are on their way over and the refs and all that, but Rudy Gobert is very obviously 
I'm not a fan of Rudy. You're not a fan of Rudy. But his body language, everything about how he was approaching the situation was he was trying to get between them and stop them from fighting each other. The role of the peacemaker, whatever. Sure. And he goes to grab Clay to pull him back. Not aggressively, nothing like nefarious about how he does it. Draymond gets behind Rudy and basically puts him into a WWE chokehold. Honestly, I'm surprised he had the wingspan to reach him. That it's actually true. I didn't think <laughs> about it, but it doesn't look like he kind of reaches up and grabs him and then pulls him to like his level. Like Rudy's definitely leaning back. Okay. Um, That's fair. But has him in a chokehold for a minute. Nothing happens. Like obviously he didn't black out or die. Uh, the refs and coaches end up getting everyone separated. McDaniel's, Thompson, and uh, Draymond are all ejected. I I get why they did it. I don't necessarily think play warranted an ejection. I I don't even know if I would say McDaniel's warranted an ejection. Like I get why they did it, but it, it didn't seem that bad. But that early in the game, you get rid of both of them. You kind of cut it right off there. There's not a chance for something else to happen later. Draymond obviously was getting ejected. So right. there's a few interesting things about this. One, of the 11 times that Draymond Green has been healthy and Steph Curry has not, seven of those times Draymond Green has gotten ejected. Like, he goes out of his way to get ejected when Steph is not playing. So right there, that's interesting to me. Because I have this theory or idea that it feels like Draymond and even Clay a little bit as they're getting a little older are getting more and more dickish I guess is the word like they're they're more aggressive with other players that sort of thing mm-hmm. and there's I'm wondering if it's almost an inferiority complex because they have not maintained the production of their primes and Steph is carrying them essentially and Steph is older than both of them right so it seems like there's a bit of that and then also Draymond doesn't play once or doesn't want to play if Steph's not playing because then he's kind of highlighted as mediocre because this this isn't prime Draymond Green like when Dre was young he couldn't carry a team, but if Steph was out, you still could count on him to get some assists, rebounds, and like 12 points. That's not the case anymore. Now it's like two points, three assists, four rebounds. Like It's not an impress- impressive stat line. Um, but the suspension came down, okay? The NBA... <laughs> this is... Funny, because we were just talking about Miles Bridges and how he should have been done. And Adam Silver's leadership has decided that based on prior instances of unsportsmanlike conduct from Draymond Green, he will be suspended for five games. This is a man last year that stomped on a player laying on the floor. He punched LeBron James in the groin. Like, 
Is he going to have to kill someone to get an actual suspension? At this point, probably. Like, let's be real. You, I like what Adam Silver has done for the NBA in a lot of different ways. But with the way he governs his, like, punishments and rules, you might as well say that the rules are subjective to entertainment. Oh, 100%. And we'll talk about that in a second because that is hilarious in the context of what those five games mean. So... I closed how much he has lost. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I closed that. Open it back up. But I will say five is simultaneously more than I thought it was going to be and also less than I thought it was going to be. How's that possible? It's one of those weird sort of... uh, Schrodinger suspension. Schrodinger suspension? Uh, Clay, Rudy, and Jaden McDaniels all got fined 25000 also. Um, I had it pulled up, and it, it's basically how much money he has lost from suspension, and it is alarming because I was going to ask you, like, what you would... It was something like $16 million. Oh, almost as much as one of the people who uh, defrauded the uh, Players Association. Nice! I don't know why I can't find it now. So, yeah, that's... It's it's something like that. But even if... It, let's say... Let's go low. Let's say it's $8 million and I'm just way off base. Uh-huh. Can you imagine what you would do with $8 million, like, right now? Yeah. No, I I would... I was going to say... Well, actually, I I probably would never work again. I would put it into content, and I would never work again. Just invest it. Like, this this suspension alone is 800000 Yeah, yeah, I would never work. That's insane to me. Like, what... Mitchell Robinson has 19 dogs. Hey, Draymond, if you got an extra million just laying around, you know, instead of getting another suspension, maybe uh, you can hook me up. I, I don't I can, tune in to this podcast, but I'm really... I do, Dre. Give it give it to me. I'm, I'm your, really I'm... interested for the next one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was only... I, I was way off. It was only $2.2 million. Oh, okay. Never mind. That, that... It's still a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Um, so, yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Something about fiscal responsibility. Yeah, but there was something like I, I was going to, we were going to talk about in a second, but I wanted to find that. Um, it is. I don't know. Uh, basically, it's like I respect Steve Kerr, sure. but at some point you have to stop shielding your players. Like you have to 
I'll I'll put it like a parent because that's essentially what a coach is. Like if your kid is punching someone, you don't get to complain that your kid's hand hurts and the <laughs> other kid is responsible. Because you're just enabling them. And if you as a coach are not going to sit down and say, you know what, en en enough's enough, they're going to keep doing it. And you're going to have to keep defending them. And I respect Steve Kerr as a coach, as a person. I think that he has some of the most memorable podium moments of recent memory. Um, but you have to do something. You can't just keep... excusing it you can't keep pretending like it's not an issue he punched one of your players last year in the offseason i don't know i i haven't seen no he didn't he punched one of washington's players in the offseason now which shout out to jordan Poole for probably the greatest burn in recent nba history Defensive <laughs> backpack for stuff. Uh, rookie ladder. Obviously, no surprises. Victor Wimbanyama is leading the way. Chet Holmgren at two. Three is Asar Thompson. Four is Jordan Hawkins, which is a little surprising for me. And number five is Derek Lively, which is also a little surprising. So there's no Brandon Miller and no Scoot Henderson. Mm -hmm. Well, Scoot started off pretty rough. He's been looking a lot better yeah, he's recently. He's looked a lot better. Uh, yeah. And Brandon Miller, like, I think that's going to... I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be a great NBA player. I just think that he, he's got some rust to shake off. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm not talking about the Trey thing in my notes because I'm not going <laughs> to have an Angelo victory lap. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on it. So... I have a list of the least efficient in the NBA. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Who, who do you think number one is? Who do you think number one is? LeBron James? No, 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 no. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, okay, 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 okay. It's okay, Julius okay. Randle. Okay. Okay, well, actually, that's not very surprising. All right, go. Here's here's the thing about this, though. He He's, like, miles ahead of everyone else in being bad this year. Yeah. He's having a historically bad season, right? Yeah. Sure. He's still shooting better than Trey Young in all facets. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it, Ren! It was the coaching! It was the coaching, Ren! I thought, I thought they got a new coach! I thought McMillan was fired! <laughs> We're not going to... I thought it was the coach run. What happened to the coach run? Did they rehire him, Ren? Is he there? Is it, is it this coach's fault now? Is, on, it, is, it, mm -hmm. is it this coach's fault now? On this list, there is one player averaging above 20 points per game. That is Trey Young. I'm just trying to uh, whose whose fault it is for for Trey Young shooting bad because it's never Trey Young. So Ren, whose fault is it? Is it Dejounte Murray's fault? Whose fault is it, Ren? I don't think Trey is shooting that badly. He's still got an 18 PVR. He's still being efficient. He's just not shooting well. Um, I'm just trying to figure out who who you're gonna obfusc obfuscate the blame to. 
because it's not going to be Trey Young. So who's who's it going to be? I mean, I don't have anything like I've said it all along. You can say whatever you want about his shooting. The dude is still averaging twenty four points and eleven assists. You would want twenty four points and eleven assists on your team. Would you not? Even if it takes him 40 shots to get there. It does not take him 40 shots. I bet I'm closer than you you think I am. No, you're not. He averages less than 20 shots a game. Just saying. He actually only shoots seven threes a game, which is surprising. I figured that number would be a lot higher. But, no, it's... Offensively, you want Trey Young on your team. Defensively, absolutely not. But offensively, you do. You just have to build a system around him, and they have not built a system around him yet. Oh, there it is. No, I'm. Oh, we. <laughs> there is a thing called a system player. It's a player that only fits within a certain system. Uh huh. When you have a player that dynamic on offense, you hide them on defense and you beat the team that way. Trey Young is not a. Are you going to deny that Trey Young is a good offensive player? No. Right, because he is a good offensive player. He's a horrible defensive player. So you want to build a defensive team around him, right? Sure. That team's defense is. DeJounte Murray and everyone else. I... DeJounte Murray and everyone else. Sadiq Bey is nice. DeAndre Hunter's okay. But th- this is not a defensive team. Okay. Is Boyan Bogdanovich a defensive stopper? No. Is Jalen Johnson? No. Onyeka Kongu? No. AJ Griffin? Eh, I, we're waiting to see. But the point is, this is not a team built for what Trey Young needs. Now, I'm not saying that absolves Trey Young of blame. I'm just saying, like, if you are, let's say, you are one of the best slashers ever, okay? But your entire team are post players. That doesn't work. There is a team composition thing that has to come into play when you're dealing with certain players because Trey Young is not the kind of player that you slot into any offense or any team because it's just not going to work out. So I'm not saying that he's not to blame. I'm just going to say that it's not like it's being disingenuous to not recognize that he's not in a system that is built for him, which is he's a player that you have to build a system around. Do you disagree? And can you justify that disagreement can you make your argument i think i have him fairly rated based on where i have him rated i don't think you need to say that where do you have him rated because i don't remember him being on your top 10 pg list he wasn't he's not so where do you have him he's probably on the fringe of that 11 12 well, we will see as we get into next season. There's players that have... Are you, um, that's true, but... I mean, even then, look at the fringe of that list. 
Are you saying right now you'd rather have Trey Young over Darius Garland? No, but I, I think I had Darius Garland ranked way higher. Are are you saying you'd have you'd rather have Trey Young over like I don't know Tyrese Halliburton? Oh no, I think Halliburton is whew, he's propelled himself. So okay, and then there's the obvious players. I know you wouldn't ha- you wouldn't take Trey Young over Luca. <laughs> so hold on, uh, my notes. I I had two notes for that episode. Uh huh. Hilariously, I can find my notes for old episodes, but like in the moment when we're recording, I can't find my notes for this episode. Um, so my original notes for the point guard list. Just says point guards. Number one, Steph Curry, and then no one else. Oh my god! Um, but then, so let's see. I had, I had Trey at six. So I think obviously Tyrese Halliburton has progressed above him. I thought he was better. Th- oh, he is okay. now. This was I thought he was season. already. Okay, go on. Go no, on. this was la- this was based on last season. Uh huh. Um. Fox is, I had Fox below him. I would probably, based on this season, I would move Fox up. Okay. Jamal Murray, I would also move him up. Jalen Brunson, I I don't take Jalen Brunson over Trey Young. Okay, so even, okay, but even then, what you're saying right now to you, to you, Trey is a fringe top 10 point guard right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess. So okay, so is this an egregious? Is it being a hater? Yeah, but you're like making it sound like he's clearly outside of that top ten, but he's on the fringe. I think he's he's fairly inside the top ten. It might be number ten, but I think putting him in the top ten is fair, just based on his offensive acumen alone. There are few players that can like. You can talk about his efficiency all day, but there's only really two other guys in the league that I'm really comfortable just pulling from the logo. And that's Dame and stuff. Like, that's good company to be in. Like, there's other people that can hit it, obviously. I'm not saying there's not. I'm just saying, like, when you think the logo shot or that, what we call limitless range, it's Steph, Dame, and then Trey. I think I think we put too much value on that shot. Okay, and also it, it, Trey would be Trey would be number ten because I Dame. did not I had Garland at number eleven, so Garland would go up. Garland would actually jump Jamal Murray. And- okay, so we okay, so right now we have. <laughs> so what are you talking I'm about? I think it's fair to have him at ten. You're saying outside of ten, fringe ten. I I don't agree with that. The rest of this list. Let's see. You've got Drew Holiday. That's your only really arguable one. Tyrese Maxey's not really a one. Um, he was on the list, though, I'm pretty sure. But I would, I'd rather have Tyrese Maxey over him, too. I, I don't know. Tyrese Maxey's pretty streaky. I think it's the same problems as... He's better defensively! I don't think the offense... Like, the gap between Trey's offense compared to... Maxi's offense defense is like I don't think that's a big enough gap coverage. Personally. 
But you're, I'm talking one of the best offensive players in the league. Scoring aside, yes. he is one of the best offensive players in the league. <sighs> there are two players in the NBA currently averaging more than 10 assists. Uh-huh. One of them is averaging 11. That's Trey Young. Yeah. Two players. Plus, he's averaging 24. Like... Regardless of anything, that's a lot of points responsible for. So, I just don't think it's fair to say he's fringe and put him outside. How did this become a Trey Young episode? Trey Young episode? Because you let me have my victory lap over his efficiency, or lack thereof. You know who number two on the most or least efficient players in... The NBA this season. Who? Cade Cunningham. Go ahead and take that victory lap. You know who's number three? Yeah. Who? No splash without the pool party. No. <laughs> Jordan. It's Poole. weird that players that Angelo like are really inefficient. Uh, you know. It explains a lot about his 2K playing. No one would know. You haven't streamed. That's absolutely correct. Hey, yeah, it's it's coming, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Listen, so, I told you. I told you. I do the football podcast. I do this. I upload to YouTube. And granted, I could do better on the YouTube front, but I do all that. I am not. I am absolutely not. Also, being head on the Twitch, you have to be that. That has to be you. I'm totally fine with that. But I'm going to ask you a question, because we were planning on recording two weeks ago, correct? Recording or streaming? Streaming. Okay, yes. That was the plan, right? Did or did not something major happen in the group chat that would have prevented us from having a full, full five? Yes. Okay. That's why we didn't stream. I got, we, we set up everything. We had the Pro-Am team ready to go, all that, whatever. <laughs> then things happened. And now we're having to re- get ready for that. But it is coming. Follow us over on Twitch at No Reserves. Oh, okay. Um, no, it is. You know, I'm, Angelo's no longer invited. Okay. It's going to be me, Austin, Riley, <laughs> Connor, and Adam. It's kind of it's hard to get uninvited to something that doesn't exist. You know? Ouch. Um, yeah! 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 I'll find a way. Uh, it'll happen. Um. For the record, uh, just for clarity's sake, um, Julius Randle's shooting 35.9% from the field. Trey Young shooting 35.6 from the field. Uh, Randall shooting 28.2 from three, and Trey Young shooting 27.8. So it's not like it's a huge gap. How many points does Randall average? 16. Okay. <clears throat> uh, da, da, da. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about before we got into it. I just have to... Before we got it. I think we've already gotten into no, it. Ren. Before we get into like the, the oh man, the actual the only planned thing this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we're doing great this week, y'all. Um, I don't think this has oh, been a bad episode no, no, so no. far. I, I'm, I'm saying in terms of like our our planning this week was kind of awful. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. We're doing well. Like you should leave a five star review just for how well we've done, considering how seed of our pants we're being right now. Like this you should is... take the Alex quote and just say we don't accept anything under five stars. I'll accept a legitimate review if you are providing <laughs> construct. If you give us a three, but you give us like why you gave us a three and what we need to work on and what we need to improve on, I will take that because what, we are. What not... if it's a one? If it's a one and they give us a reason why it's a one, sure. I, I want to know what we're doing wrong. I don't want okay. people just to be like, oh, yeah, five stars because I was told to. No, 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 no. Leave us an honest review. If you think we're a five, give us five. If you think we're a four, give us a four. But tell us why you did that so that we know what we need to work on. It's called growth, Angelo. It's important. You have to have the negativity. Without the negativity, you don't learn. You have to learn. You are a lost cause, but that's not the point. <laughs> Austin, <laughs> Alex, and I can learn. This um, guy. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the Lakers thing. So Lakers are buyers this year, which is weird. Um, and it's also weird to call them buyers when we're 10 games into the season. But they're <laughs> the rumor is they're currently looking at the Bulls. Um, As everyone should. Yeah, the Bulls experiment has failed. As I as I said, in fact, I think I think that's one of the first things I said on this podcast, if I'm not mistaken. It was probably pretty up there. When hold on, time out. When was our first episode released? Our first episode was re- released on November eleventh. Oh my god! Twenty-two. We went okay. Was that our first episode or our first episode? Our first episode. Okay, no, I don't. I don't mean that. I mean, like, when is the first, like, what's on the catalog that can still be listened to, not what we've purged? Because <laughs> I knew I, it was after Thanksgiving. I will go there in real time, and okay. I will tell you. Just um, give, just give me a second and continue yeah. going on. So I'll keep talking about the Bulls or the yeah. Bulls Lakers. So. The rumor is we don't have full details. The Lakers are interested in Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Alex Caruso. Yeah, as as is the rest of the NBA. Obviously, they're not going to get all three. They're not going to get two of them, but, I mean, they could get Caruso. I mean, that would be cool. I mean, I mean, honestly, if the Bulls wanted to, you know, donate to the NBA and just give all three to the Lakers, I'd be cool with it, you know? Yeah. It's better than the product they've put out the last, you know, five years or so, so, hey. Eh, might as well give us something. Oh, 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 oh. I found my notes. Oh, Lord. Found my notes. So, going back to Draymond Green. <laughs> going back to Draymond Green. <laughs> Again, we deserve the five-star just for the freewheeling we're doing. Okay. Um so, because I said, what was it we were going to talk about? Because we segued, and the, what I had said was, it's interesting that they suspended him for five games, and I'll tell you why in a minute. And then I completely forgot what that was. I now know because I have my notes in front of me. So, five games after the suspension starts is when Steph Curry is going to be back, right? So, he's coming back with Steph. The other thing that is on that fifth game, it's against the Sacramento Kings, who, again... 
Draymond stomped on DeMontis Sabonis last season. Um, but two, that's the NBA's in-season tournament on TNT. So we get to see that ugly court. Um, and there's going to be the media spectacle around all Draymond's a loose cannon flying off the rails and him and Sabonis have history and drama, 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 because the NBA is becoming more like wrestling. Oh my God. So question. Uh Uh-huh. Um, let's say, let's say Draymond is, wants to get into WWE post putting, uh, Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. Would you watch Draymond Green versus Logan Paul in a WWE ring? Are you, are you, are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Not me. You. Angelo, I, I, I don't watch men and Speedos slap each other. So you would not watch, even if it was Draymond Green and Logan Paul, you would not watch that? I wouldn't watch. Just, just to clarify. You're asking if I would watch Draymond Green and yep. Logan Paul pretend to fight. Yes. No. If they want to go <laughs> into like the octagon, absolutely. I will watch them beat each other silly. I, I won't watch them slap their thighs while the other guy swings at them. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. No, I'm, just no. I'm an adult. All right. I, I don't oh. actually care. I just like dunking on Angelo. Watch what you want to watch. Just this guy. Have you found when our episode is so I can get to the Lakers thing? Or are you? Oh, we might have actually. Holy crap. It might be in January. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I did pretty good. Huh? You urged a lot. That might be I did pretty good. Well, I was oh. going to tease a. Special of some kind, but we'll see you guys in the Hold on. I'm gonna go we'll check this. Load, 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 keep loading loading. The first episode for sure I don't count. Like the first, like the one we recorded the first night with you, me and Adam. I don't count that because we were learning how to record and all that. Load and load and load and load. So our second episode I think would count as our first episode, even though it's no longer available on the internet for really good reasons it was terrible we were really bad for like five weeks i think and then i just kind of clicked and now all this charm and charisma is coming through the headsets for you guys gross it is january I... oh that's probably why i made it january 1st oh okay. new year new us baby new year new us that was when we brought austin on board yep um Okay, so yeah, January 1st, expect a no reserve special of some kind. We will work on that. Um, so anyway, Lakers all over the place right now. Um, so the holdup for them in getting traction on a trade that would net them either Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan is Austin Reeves. They don't want to let go of him. I don't know why. I'm not as high on Austin Reeves as everyone else seems to be. I think he's a good player. I think he's a very, very good player. But if you're telling me I can have Zach Levine and all I have to give you is Austin Reeves, I'm nine times out of ten making that trade. You know what this reeks of? What? You remember that like year and a half, or maybe it was even two years, where um, what the heck is his name? 
where the Lakers had multiple deals involving this player, but they didn't because LeBron hyped him up. Oh, THD, Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker, that is the guy. Yes, this this reeks of that. Except I think Austin Reeves is a lot better, but this still reeks of that. No, Austin Reeves is definitely a starter caliber player. I just one hundred percent. If if you're getting a fringe All NBA third team player. Yeah, no, you you upgrade. You yeah, take like the upgrade. Me, yeah, is that good? Yeah, absolutely. Um, was he on the Timberwolves before? What Taylor? I I can. No, 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 no. Levine. Where did he start? Was it the Timberwolves? Oh yeah, it was the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like when he was back then, I didn't think he was going to be anything special. I thought he was a like slightly better Aaron Gordon, and now both of them. Like completely different positions, but like similar play styles. Um, now they're both like so much better than I thought they were gonna be, and I like being wrong about it because they're fun. So that's fair. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. In that deal, would you rather, if you're the Lakers and you do give up Austin Reeves, would you rather have Demar Derozan or Zach Levine? With the championship window being what it is, because once LeBron James is gone. Even with a healthy AD, I don't think this team's competing. What's Zach Levine's three-point percentage? Uh, I think this is why we need Austin. I mean, Austin wouldn't even look it up. He would just keep saying Levine over and over again because he hates <laughs> Martin Rosen. But uh, Zach <laughs> Levine is 33% from three this season. I'd probably take DeMar and, and roll with it. And for his career, Levine is 38%. Now, if it's closer to that, I would take Levine. But uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I, I would want something hovering around 40% three-point shooter. So his last three seasons was 41.9, 38.9, 37.5. So. Okay, so maybe he's just on a slump. Yeah. So then if that's the case, probably Levine. But if I'm getting 33% Levine, then I'm taking DeMar. I mean, 33% is still... It's not bad. This is about average. It's about league average. But... Yeah. Still, like I think you want to marginally improve the three-point shooting, especially around LeBron and AD. Granted, I guess it doesn't matter as much anymore with LeBron because LeBron's just going to chuck the threes anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. That, that word that we can't use on here because we try to maintain at least slightly family-friendly so that we don't get demonetized. Oh, his signature move? That is what we will call it. We will call it LeBron's signature move. Signature move now. When he was younger, it was the tomahawk. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Um, So, we're going to... So, we debated calling this the no reserves goat list, but it didn't make sense in terms of what we wanted it to be because we don't want it to be who we think the greatest of all times are. No. Because, like, we all generally agree, like, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Like, th- those are your goats, right? Those are the top players. You can interchange them to an extent. Like, obviously, LeBron and MJ are the 1A, 1B. Yeah. We we didn't want to have the same lists, and we didn't want to make it seem like we were saying, you know, Terrence Mann is the best player of all time. But that's not what we're saying. So we changed it to no reserves Mount Rushmore. And Austin isn't here, so we're not getting his. So this is basically <laughs> our four most influential or favorite players of all time. Um, if we were to put a 
mountain that kind of defined our NBA fandom. So for me, I'll start with my. What's the order of? Hold on. Hold on. So from left to right, George Washington is left. We'll start with George Washington. For me, that's Rajon Rondo. Which, so that's the number one, obviously. Yeah. I, I, I think he's pretty much my favorite personal player of all time, obviously. Not that elite in a lot of ways. Um, when I was growing up, I was a point guard, and I learned how to play point guard the traditional way, which was defense, passing, and finishing. Gross. And when I got back into basketball, because I quit following it for a few years, um, it was right at the peak of that Celtics team. The Rondo, Ray Allen, KG, Paul Pierce, Big Baby Davis. Um, <laughs> there's his moment of relevancy right now. Um, oh, played the game the way that I enjoyed, and to this day, like I'll go watch Rondo highlights, like the little fake behind the back pass, the over the shoulder full court lobs like the way he played the game was electrifying in a way that a lot of people haven't got like if you look at like jason williams like it's kind of like that but less turnovers which is a big plus for me so yeah rondo is my george washington mm. I have a debate. I know who one and two are. I just don't know who's two. So you did it based on who you um, kind of molded your play style after. Yeah, that's fair. So I think I'm going to go that route too, and I'm going to put Kobe at the one. Um, if Ren ever gets around to figuring out how to stream, then you'll get to see why I put Kobe one. Kobe is definitely the most influential player as far as my mindset and the way I play the game of, well, the way I play 2K. It's, it's, it's easy. The way you actually play basketball is more like Jack. Is more like who? Jack. It's like, push me. Stop. Huh? You just like shoulder check me out of the way. Well, you know. You don't eat your Wheaties. So, yeah, I mean, did I ever tell you that one time they put, like, a four-foot-nine dude on me? Um, so, it's, it's a funny story, because one time we were in a, we were doing a uh, 3v3 league. Uh-huh. And this was at a local gym. And I was, at this time, like, old. Um... I was fully grown. I was adult. Um, and this team matches up against us, and it was a dad and his two kids. Oh no! Okay, so no, no, no. This gets so bad because, like, it it was kind of like so. The dad was like fifty, maybe younger. I don't know. He had gray hair and he wore a knee brace. Um, his I'd son, go right for the knees. I, I still remember their names. His son Johnny was 16 at the time. 
hold on, Johnny. Johnny, his name was Johnny. Um, he was like six, six. He was big. He was a big boy. <laughs> and then his He's daughter, six. Gloria. His daughter. He. Oh man. Gloria was thirteen years old. Uh huh. And shorter than like four eight, I would say. Oh no. Guess which one guarded me? I'm guessing the disrespect they put Gloria on you. That wasn't disrespectful. That's disrespectful. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's their okay. So on my team was a man with a um not a club foot, but like he had like a leg deformity. He couldn't really run. So the old guy in the knee brace guarded him. And then I had a guy that was 6'8". The 6'6 guy guarded him. It was just law no. of elimination that I was guarded by... No. No. Yeah, it was just... No. I felt really bad. For like I did five it. minutes, and then we moved on to the next game. I, I, no, like, when I played this 4'9 dude, because he wasn't built much different than you just make you 4'9", and he was like pushing on my thigh because he couldn't get any higher. And I just l- was like, looked at that for a second. I was oh. like, oh, this poor guy. And then I shoved him out the way and scored on so, a layup. Like the, uh, the image of Rondo guarding LeBron. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's one of my favorite pictures of all time because, like, even though I like Rondo as a player, like, it looks cool. But like two seconds later, LeBron destroys him. Yeah. Like, and you just go, "Oh, this poor guy." Huh? Here we yeah. go. <laughs> I I did. I I led the game in scoring that game, which I didn't do frequently because, again, I did. You dunk on Gloria? I did not. I didn't I would have opportunity to. I would have. Um. Did Did I, you get to shove Gloria out the way? No, I did not. I did not get the bulldozer animation. <laughs> Come on, Ren. I didn't. Bro. And look, I'm you are soft. I'm you are soft. If like a little kid goes for a layup, I'm all for swatting. I'm it. blocking that. Yeah, I'm, I'm blocking that because they have to learn. Like if you're going up on someone bigger than you, you shoot the floater. You go yeah. over. Yep. Or you scoop. You go under him. But if you just try to go straight up on me, I don't care if you're seven years old. That's going to the third row. Yep. Learn to shoot. It, it's an important part of development. And that's the thing is, like, we had that when we were kids. Like, now you're you're a jerk for doing that. And it's like, okay. the reason I can shoot floaters is because I had to. Because the kids that were bigger than me and, like, the high schoolers I was playing with didn't care that I was young. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean when you when you went up on them, they also threw your little butt to the ground? Oh yeah, that that happened a few times. I got thrown. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I imagine I would have done that too. Don't worry. Okay. Um, for those wondering, you can now call the cops. Hmm. Um. So number two. So that's Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, so my Thomas Jefferson is a new one. I'm going to say it's Tyrese Halliburton. It's recency bias, but the way he has adopted the Pacers, like 
in Indiana <sighs> is um, you're breaking my while, heart while being otherworldly because I told you earlier that there's two players averaging two assists. One of them's Trey Young at 11. Tyrese Halliburton has damn near 13 a game while still averaging 23 points or 24 points or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. He's also statistically like the third best shooter in the NBA. I can't help it. It's call it recency bias, call it favoritism. I just know that for the first time in a long time, I am excited to turn on the Pacers every day. I'm not dreading the fact that we're just going to have Paul George dribble out the shot clock while everyone else stands around or <laughs> Oladipo shoot ridiculous layups. And sometimes this run has now been teleported back to like 2000 and 13 where he's excited to watch the Pacers lose in the second round again. Okay. Let's go. To be to be fair, <laughs> the 2013 Pacers, even you could admit this, are probably top 5 defense of all time. That was an elite team defensively. The offense was Paul George. That was it. <laughs> yeah, the offense was Paul George. George Hill could shoot a couple threes. Lance Stevenson could maybe hit a circus shot and somehow get votes for the All-Star game, which, whatever. Um, the Pacers fans have a weird love for Lance Stevenson, and I, I don't get it. That man cost us more than he won us because a lot of... He was very good at poking LeBron and making sure that LeBron went off on you guys. And then also, like, doing the, like, J.R. Smith of taking stupid shots in clutch time when you have Paul George right next to you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Tyrese, I think he's earned a spot up there already. I think it'll be very, very obvious. If you're not watching the Pacers you're thinking I'm making this too early, but... If you're not watching the Pacers, you they probably have a Bailey sports contract and you live in Indiana. Go on! I'll take Bailey sports any day. Oh, stop it. This is the moment where Angelo realizes I've been sponsored by Bailey sports. <laughs> uh, no. No. They're probably I, not going to pay us, because they're not I would walk. I would... I'm going to send them an email. I'm gonna send You're gonna a- send back you wanna send a company filing for bankruptcy and a sponsorship offer? You know, we are we we will fix them. <laughs> them sponsor like that's how I'm gonna word it. Like you sponsor us, I swear to you, like I'm gonna turn your company around. You swear to the oh god. Look, they're not gonna pay us. They're not even paying the teams, but like <laughs> it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> Who's your Thomas Jefferson? LeBron James. For obvious reasons. Obviously, I've pretty much been... No, not pretty much. I have been a fan of him his entire career. I think that he's given me some of the best moments. The freaking block on Andre Iguodala is probably the best... It's definitely the best finals defensive play I've ever seen. And it's probably also one of the best defensive plays all time in the finals. There, There is so much I could say. Go ahead. Huh? You just said the same thing twice. 
No, I said it's the best defensive play I've ever seen, and it's oh. also probably one of the best defensive plays in finals history. Okay, okay. That I misheard you. Okay. Oh, no, you're good. It, glad that I got to clarify, but you know, he's done so much for Ohio and the Cavaliers. We never had a championship. He- heck, the Browns and the Cavs combined didn't win a championship for like 80 years, if I'm not mistaken, before LeBron won that championship. Is Nah. Just everything he's done. Nah. He, he's my greatest of all time. You can't convince me otherwise. I don't care. And he's probably one of the most influential players I've ever... I've met one of the most influential people I've never met on my life. So thank you, LeBron. Unrelated. Or Did you see that uh, story about the Cavs minority owner? No, I did not. There's like a petition to have him banned from the NBA because he was like threatening people on Twitter. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's related man. to the conflict in the Middle East going on, but like, yeah, he was uh, he was making some pretty, pretty not great comments if you're representing a brand um she is yeah i would i would look it up um just because you have money does not mean you're smart or a good person uh number three which is theodore roosevelt is uh derrick rose so i think derrick uh, is a lightning and a bottle player i think that the the MVP season. Go watch some of those games again. Had he not got hurt, which we knew he was going to get hurt. It was the way he played. It was obvious he was not going to have a long career, at least not a long career at that level. Had he not gotten hurt, he would be in that GOAT conversation, the legitimate GOAT conversation, not 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 this. Um, probably the greatest athlete. I have ever seen. Obviously, everyone knows Derrick Rose' finishing ability. Not a god-awful shooter. And just realistically, a great person. He seems like someone you could sit down and have a cup of coffee with, and he'd tell you interesting stories, and you'd be a little scared, but he'd make you feel okay about it. Um, But yeah, those few years of healthy D-Rows we got are some of my favorite basketball fan memories. Again, that was right when I got back into basketball, so like I have a bit of a bias towards it, and he was... I would say he was the best player in the league. Like I get that LeBron was in the league at that time, but LeBron wasn't LeBron yet. He really wasn't LeBron until... a little bit into the heatles right i really i don't think lebron like the myth of lebron did not grow until he went back to cleveland um i don't know about that one he was the villain until then that's true i don't think he was the villain once he went back to cleveland i think after that it was kind of like okay he's gonna actually do it Granted, there are people like me that, you know, we will make the claims or the comments like, oh, you had to wait until they had Kyrie Irving to go back and win it, and you're going to take all the responsibility. Um, 
or all the credit, I should say. But yeah, Eros. I I don't know why you're like disappointed in that cuz you kind of made a disappointed sound. Eh, I don't know. Jerry list not mine. That's fair. Uh my next one is actually going to be Steph Curry. I think I would be reminisced because Steph Curry not only changed the way the NBA played, but eventually when Ren figures out how to press the record button on Twitch, um, Steph Curry influenced not only the NBA, but basically every 2K player ever. If you haven't watched or played 2K in like the past like five years, that's all it is is shooting. Yeah, that's all it is. Three-point shooting. And not only three-point shooting, but limitless shooting, shots off the dribble. I don't know how much 2K you played, and there was definitely some of that before Steph Curry. But after Steph Curry, you could, you could, oh my god, you could see it. So. And I shoot a lot of threes, so I, I can't say that he isn't influential to me. So. Keep rocking stuff. Oh, I mean, he's he's not gonna stop. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that his game credits itself to one that's gonna be um pretty long lasting. You think we ever see him come off the bench? You know, this, I I was this would be gonna, in his forties. So I was so. gonna say no, but I would have said that about Chris Paul, too. He, that's fair. Um, do I, I think he'll take a diminished role. I don't know if he would come off the bench. He'd get bench minutes, maybe, but I don't think he would come off the bench. Um, so I have a hard time with number four because we're only doing four and I originally wrote five. So I'm Mm -hmm. debating. a lot of guards you've already picked three guards dude all of it is guards oh so i'm debating between deron williams and vince carter for different reasons so i think i'll go with vince carter just to break the cycle um (laughs) and I, i i really don't if if I need to explain to you why one of my favorite players to watch, whether it be the highlights or live or whatever, is Vince Carter, why are you watching a ba- or listening to a basketball podcast? You know who Air Canada is. As a fan of dunks, I I would rather watch a team dunk the ball over and over again than the three-point explosion and i i I like stuff but the 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 change of the game there are exciting like the step back three is the threes in people's faces but just the constant three ball is it's it's a little boring dunks are exciting they're electric they're unexpected in a lot of ways and you know when someone gets put on a poster i think it's a little bit more interesting than someone hitting a step back three in someone's face i'm not saying that it doesn't take more talent to hit the step back three i'm just saying from a viewership point of view getting put on a poster is a bigger deal to me 
I also was debating Steve Nash, but you and your dang point guards. He next would be Deron Williams, like Utah Deron Williams, not Brooklyn, <laughs> New Jersey. Uh, so who's your number four? Here's where I get the sigh from you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. Dang, I was waiting for it. I even gave you a pause for the sigh. And that um, was okay. Ren taking a sip on, of alcohol. Let me, go on. Let me, let me go ahead and do yours. Uh, if Ren ever gets around to streaming, you'll see how Kawhi's influ- influenced on defense. Well, listen, I would have I would have made another like joke. I, I haven't said it the exact same way every time, Ren. Jesus. Oh my god. Okay, tell me why Kawhi no personality Leonard. I mean, other than LeBron, he has got me to watching basketball games and specifically playoff basketball games. You can say what you want about his availability and how many games he's played in the regular season, but when he is available and when he is in the playoffs, he is, at least to me, one of, if not the most entertaining players to watch. His ability for mid-range, his ability to like steal the ball and get lane steals is just its amazing. And he's actually, believe it or not, probably one of my favorite players to watch. There's the sigh. I got it. I got the sigh! I am, though. Huh? Like, I get what you're saying, and it's not that I disagree with it. I'm just saying there's there's people that have, like... There are other people that have done it that actually have, like, personality and... This guy. ...are, are a little more exciting offensively. But it's your list. You do what you want. Exactly. Um, Austin's not here, so he's not going to do his. But let's let's have a fun little game. Let's do the no reserves podcast uh, list. Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have an argument when we get to three and four, but we'll see. So I think Trey Young is probably number one. Number one. Yeah, I, pr- I, I, I get that. I think Trey has caused more discussion on this podcast than any other single player i'll give that yeah that's fair that's that's definitely maybe Kawhi. Kawhi is up there too Kawhi is definitely up there so i think that that could be your one and two Kawhi and trey young yeah so here's here's my question as we get onto this list what player on this list is not mainly because of me Um, well, if we went, I think one of the players on the list could be DeMontis Sabonis. That's fair. That would be me. That, that, that was a great moment. That was the. So funny enough, when I read that at first, I was like, DeMontis Sabonis, why? Oh, I fumbled. I fumbled. Yeah. Let me fumble. Since I've got it open, let's see. Who do I have on my power forward (laughs) list? I, oh, what do you know? I don't have DeMontis Sabonis on either my list or in the (laughs) pool of players. You def you fumbled hard. You fumbled hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
I dropped the ball on that one, but I think that I think that fits. Um, and then number four, that's I don't. You had Cornette there. I don't think Cornette has done enough to to warrant. I just the Cornette had one episode. He had one episode, dude. But he he was named, or the episode was named after him. The episode was and named it made after. Me him. So mad, huh? And it made me so mad that we were even discussing it. <laughs> so Luke Cornette cannot play defense. Start end like that's it. <laughs> why are we? Why are we dedicating an entire segment? Because that was when we were doing segments, like first segments, like this episode, but every episode, and the segments were typically like for for those of you that are joining us now or have not gone back through our back catalog. Angela was convinced. It does. Time. No, not convinced. It does. So Luke Cornett cannot play defense, and so when someone shoots, instead of closing out on them like any rational human being would do, he just jumps straight up in the air and puts his hand straight up. It's called the Cornett contest. It does nothing. There's no discernible change in, like, if you're 20 feet away from me, I don't care if I can't see the rim when I release the ball. I saw the rim when I started my shot, and my brain made all those little calculations that it makes for shooting. It just looks stupid. But this man decided we were doing a whole segment. And those segments back then, a, when we first started, were... He's like 7'5", we dude. We did... Th- what? He's like 7'5", dude. Him we jumping did three in. segments, and we split it up evenly throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to dedicate an entire segment to Luke Cornett. Now, keep in mind, mm-hmm. now we do segments occasionally, like this episode here. But Honestly, we- he deserved an entire episode. That's going to be the one-year special, isn't it? <laughs> I'm calling in sick. <laughs> oh, um, Ren, if there's one thing I've learned is you do not call in sick. So, sorry, buddy. Um, so, if you disagree with Luke Cornett, which I think Luke Cornett is a valid option, who are you thinking? That, no, that's the debate. <laughs> I mean, Damian Lillard's up there. Wemby, Wemby, just because of Austin, you're right, for sure. Victor Wembanyama, he probably should actually be three. I'm comfortable putting him three. That's fair. So, to recap, Trey, Kawhi, Wemby, Sabonis, Sabonis. That is the no reserves. Mount Rushmore, <laughs> not greatest of all time. Mount Rushmore. Sure. Wemby will be on the greatest. So since we uh, brought up Luke Cornett, he's going to beat the title again, by the way. Why? Like, you have so many options. This could be no Austin's radio. Like, I, I started the episode with a fun change, and you're, you're not going to title it the No Austin's podcast? That's fine. I'll take, That's I'll, take, I'll take the layup. It's brilliant. If you've but I'd it, rather stop and take the three. No, you're taking the layup. Two's over threes. <laughs> Two's over three. Uh-huh. Hey, guys. Follow us on social medias. Eventually, Austin will get involved in that. All of them will be down in the description, hopefully, providing Angelo does his job. Eventually, uh, we'll uh, just throw a Brinks truck at Austin and tell him, here, just do... Just freaking do it already. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Dylan was taking it over. But yeah, I thought Austin, so, too. <laughs> Austin was handling that, and then like, it didn't happen. I don't know. We're about to have a whole team behind the scenes here. So yeah. you all know it's going to be fun. Um, 
we're gonna get everyone involved. Um, so follow us on all those. Follow us on Twitch. It will happen eventually, I promise. Um, we're mostly gonna be streaming 2K, but we'll dabble in other games. It's 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 just gonna be fun. It's what started the podcast idea. Um, you got anything else? No, I got nothing else. Okay, watch the football pod. We I, actually, the I, last episode was really good. I, I was going to cover that as I did my outro, but you. So if you like us or you've listened this far, you obviously like something about the podcast. Go ahead and leave us a review. It doesn't have to be a five star. We would prefer that because it does help us with the algorithms. But leave us a review. Let us know what we're doing good, what we're doing bad, all those sorts of fun things. Uh, follow, subscribe, whatever the platform you're listening on allows you to do. And then when you're done with this, go check out No Reserves Football. It's on the same podcast channel. So whatever platform you're on, all you have to do is tab to the episodes and go to No Reserves Football. It's great. Uh, Angela and Alex do a great job over there. They make it a lot easier when Ren forgets that we have to record and then we don't have an episode, but we have a football episode. You can check that out if you're into that. Occasionally, Austin and I pop in very rarely, but for the most part, it's just those two and they, they do a good job. So give them a listen outside of that we will see you all next week angela will see you on tuesday and then thursday and then you'll see us again on sunday and you'll probably see us again shortly after that for the no reserves christmas podcast which i'm hoping i I haven't really talked about everyone with us but i'd like to get all four of us in that one oh what do you mean all four of us for those of you at home, please tell me you know what I'm talking nope. about because holy Excessive. I thought you were referencing something completely different. My bad, my bad. <laughs> how many how many how many podcasters are on our network here, Angelo? I've lost track. There's four of us. <laughs> you dumb. No, I'd like to call four of us for either the Chris like a Christmas special or the one year. I, I think all four of us should be there for the one year for sure. I agree um, with that. We'll talk about it. Um, we'll have to. We'll, we'll talk about it outside. Like, this is a weird thing to maybe we'll just record it early whenever we can get all of us on and then no one will know better. That's fair. Okay, we'll do that. Hey, y'all didn't hear that. We will see you all next week. Have a good one. <laughs>